for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Let's pray first. Father, I ask you to anoint this, Lord. Bless this meeting, Lord. You came to set the captives free. Just help us get free, Lord, more and more like you. In Jesus' name, <clears throat> amen. All right. <clears throat> Tonight I'm going to teach on the unleavened spirit. Um, I guess if there's anybody here that hadn't been here, I should explain a little bit. Um, whatever your generations have is what you get, and that's why we're just like our parents, even if we're adopted, and you meet your parents, you're just like them. And that's how the diseases go down, is because you have the same spirits, like high blood pressures, fear of future, and if that's in your family line, then you'll get it too, and you'll be, you'll think it's normal to be afraid of the future, whether it's making your bills, your spouse leaving, whatever. And uh, <clears throat> the way we get free is we teach on how the Spirit talks to you, because it talks the same in every one of us, and spirits are not multitaskers. Fear cannot give you anger. Anger can't give you self-hatred. Um, they're all different ones, so the way we get free and a lot of people get healed of diseases is you just as we learn we teach and we're like if you identify it then you know where you need to repent and then come out of agreement with it and we'll do a deliverance on the end over everybody and uh just quick testimony a lady uh called the ministry <laughs> a lot of y'all heard this Said, a friend of mine got hit at one of your meetings. Do you think you can help me? Says, what do you have? Osteoporosis. I've had it since I was 30. I'm 60 years old now. I can hardly get around in my walker. Says, well, let me ask you this. When you were in high school, early college, did all the other girls make the best grades? All the other girls had the best-looking boyfriends. And all your life, you feel like everybody's better than you. She's like, all my life, I've been that way. Says, yeah, it's right there in your Bible. Been there 3,000 years. Says, really? Says, yep, Proverbs 14:30. Enviness is a rottenness of the bones. So he starts teaching her on envy three times on the phone, like 45 minutes each time, and she's recognizing and repenting, which is what we'll do tonight with this, and changing her, you know, coming out of the sin of envy and jealousy, not knowing she didn't even know she had it. And after the third time on the phone, she called back and said, I'm getting stronger, I don't need my walker. She goes for an annual checkup, doctor she's had for years. He says, what in the world are you doing? Your bone density has increased 15 to 18%. You have the bones of a 30-year-old woman. She said, I got right with God and got of a sin called envy and jealousy. <laughs> sure, the doctor thought she's crazy. And uh, two years later, sent a letter in. I fulfilled my lifelong dream of walking all over the land of Israel for six weeks. I'm as strong as a teenager. So anyway, it's just these classes are, as I teach, if you recognize, it's just so we can see it and repent. And this was a major one in my life that I didn't know I had. I didn't know I had anything until I went to the ministry and I had everything. Um, which is what everybody says when they go there, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but um, this is the one that makes you miserable, makes you want to kill yourself. I was suicidal my whole life. And uh, this is the culprit right here. So <clears throat> we're going to teach on this and do a deliverance. And everybody I've ever met with a drug problem or alcohol problem usually had this very strongly. The unleavened spirit is a spirit that is opposed to the anointed one in his anointing. 
God is love, and the unleavened spirit is anti-love. First John 4, and you don't have to go here. I'll just read through this, but you can if you want. 1 through 3. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone into the world. Hereby we know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now is already in the world. And if you ever have, not that, you know, once in a while people get a visitation, and if you're like really wondering if this being is from God, you can ask if it's a supernatural visitation. Everybody I've ever heard that asked, and there's not many, you know, if it was a demon posed as an angel, it will not confess that Jesus came in the flesh. Anyway, when God created Adam, he created him in his image. Adam was meant to be an expression of God and God is love. Then Satan came in with his nature and twisted that expression of love inward, (coughs) and man became self-focused, self-centered, and selfish. The Antichrist spirit (coughs) is, and the the unloving spirit is called the Antichrist spirit too, Antichrist unloving spirit. Keeps us focused on ourselves. 1 Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become a sounding brass and a tingling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have the faith that I can remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my gifts to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. And I went over these in the last class. So imagine if you gave everything you owned away, you move to another country, they say, deny Christ or we're going to burn you, and they burn you at the stake. You get to heaven, and God says, it didn't do you any good because you didn't love. That'd be a pretty crazy thing, wouldn't it? Love suffers long and is kind, Love envies not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, and seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. You know, if we could just get this one chapter in the church, we could change the world. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails, but where there's prophecies, they shall fall. Where there's tongues, they shall cease. Where there's knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. And skip down to uh, verse 13. And now abideth faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest is love. The need for real love is so important that even if you surrender yourself to be burned and don't have it, that sacrifice will be worth nothing. In Mark 12.29, a lawyer came and asked the Lord, what is the greatest commandment of all? Jesus said, 
the first commandment, the first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. This is the greatest commandment. And the second is like namely this, Thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. There is none greater commandment than these. The greatest commandment is about love. That's why Satan's trying so hard to keep us from walking in real love, the God kind of love. The unlimited spirit is the spirit that Satan uses to create a counterfeit love that's just the opposite of everything that God's love is. <clears throat> we are to love God, others, and ourselves. When you pray, are your prayers all about yourself? Are you upset when you don't get your way? How much time do you spend helping others? Just asking. The unloved spirit will keep you in the need for love for the rest of your life. And if you don't take a strong stance, if you don't take a strong stance against it, <clears throat> he'll cause you to hate yourselves. He'll lead you to believe in the lie that God loves others, but he doesn't love you. The unloved spirit wants to destroy a spirit, soul, and body, and he carries a torment with him that no other spirit can accomplish. He works in bitterness, rejection, and self-pity. The spirit of self-pity is a cause of depression, hopelessness, despair, and suicide. He's there to attack you anytime something bad happens. He also binds you to the past and just keeps bringing past memories up. <clears throat> of all the bad things that happen. <clears throat> He'll keep you dwelling on it the rest of your life. <clears throat> he doesn't want you to be able to love yourself or others, and especially not God. He says things like, I'm a loser. It sounds like your own thoughts, you know. <clears throat> Nobody cares about me. Nobody knows what I go through. Nobody appreciates me. Nothing ever works out for me. Pastor don't even like me. <laughs> Is it easy to believe that God loves others, but you feel like he doesn't love you? That's just for other people, not for me. I'm unworthy. I can't stand myself. I hate the way I look. <clears throat> they had this thing once. I saw a show about 20 years ago. They, took, they had these women that were really, had some hideous birth defects, you know, like missing nose and just crazy stuff. And uh, it was like 10 of them, and they donated free plastic surgery. <clears throat> and when they interviewed him, because they looked real beautiful, and when they interviewed him, they, uh, every one of them said, I still feel ugly. Because how you look really has nothing to do. You'll see people that aren't that attractive, and they feel really good about themselves. And you'll see, you know, the most beautiful girl will hate herself and think she looks terrible. That's just the spirit. <clears throat> when people don't <clears throat> like themselves, it's coming out of this spirit. People with an unloved spirit have a hurt down inside that's unexplainable. It just won't go away. And we smile and we hide what's going on inside. Sometimes, but not always, the personality of the unloved spirit will drive a people into double-mindedness, being a perfectionist. Out in public, <clears throat> they look like they're all in control, dressed to kill, on top of the world, and that's the way they talk. Then when they lay in bed, they're totally miserable, 
and wonder why they're here. It drives them to being popular, being on the cheerleading squad, whatever. <clears throat> when we see these things in ourselves, it's our key to freedom. We can break its power and get rid of them, but you have to recognize it. If you can't, you'll just be miserable the rest of your life. Once again, it starts with forgiveness. You can't get, I usually teach it on different spirits, so I cover some things. You can't get rid of anything with unforgiveness. It gives spirits a legal right. And that's why you see people manifest. And if you've ever been in deliverance and they're like, come out, it's 99% of the time that's because they have unforgiveness and the demon has a legal right. And though you can force with your authority and get it out, but it gets right back in the person by the time they get to the car. So there's no change in their life. Repentance is the key. Demons live in sin. They don't care if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. They don't care if you know the Lord, don't know the Lord. They live in sin. Sin gives them legal right. Okay? If you're looking at pornography, you're going to have a lust spirit. I don't care how much Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues you do. You got it. You understand? Because there's a big thing can... Well, Christians shouldn't have demons. I'm like, well, if that's the case, we can just get everybody saved. We don't ever have to do deliverance. Why did he tell us to cast out devils? <laughs> well, just lead them to the Lord. They're gone. Yeah, all your diseases left when you got saved. You had diabetes. Oh, it's all gone. Nobody in the church has diabetes. Nobody in church has. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> We're ate up. Sorry, I didn't mean to get on a tangent. <clears throat> Maybe that was for somebody. <clears throat> Once again, it starts with forgiveness. Forgiveness represents Father God and human relationships. It says in Galatians 5.14, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Who is your neighbor? The nearest neighbor you have is the one you're living with. Are you loving your spouse, your children? Or are you expecting certain attitudes or certain responses from them? Are you teaching performance-based relationships in your home? Do your children and your spouse know your love is unconditional, or do they think they have to please you to receive your love? Are you making a debtor out of your husband or wife or kids because they didn't give you the response you thought they should give you? Where are we in that? We need to examine our hearts. The unloving spirit demands that we do not love, <clears throat> and so we are not able to fulfill God's word. Satan is scared to death of anyone that will deny himself, walk in love, and put God on the throne of their heart. Satan wants to take the place of God. <clears throat> if he can get you to agree with him, he doesn't care whether you put him on your throne of your heart or yourself, just as long as God is not on the throne of your heart. You can sit on the throne of your heart all day long, and you're sitting in the wrong kingdom. The self-driven personality means you made yourself a God over God. And you'll see most Christians, you'll just run in a certain area. Well, I'm not going to do that, you know. <laughs> well, I ain't forgiving him. <laughs> it's self-idolatry. The Lord said, deny yourself. God is ready to forgive us. He is ready to heal us. As we forgive others and repent of our sins, he forgives us. The gospel is so simple, it takes help to misunderstand it. Understanding God's heart of love helps us <clears throat> see the truth, especially when we hear it in the Word. God is love. That's who He is and what He is. 
we are made in his image. The, un the unloving spirit will bring a whole army of underlings to keep itself in place, <clears throat> reinforce his position. He's a liar and the father of lies. <clears throat> and he makes, uh, I hate to say something, I'll end up repeating in the teaching. But uh, he's the one that makes everybody think they need a spouse to cure their issues. <laughs> if I just had a... <clears throat> and then they get married, and they marry somebody else that has the same spirit, and then, you know, don't last too long, and they're over it, and then they're more miserable than before they met them. Let me skip some of that. It can create pain in your body that's unexplainable. Our bodies are affected by our thoughts or memories concerning ourselves. So how does the unloving spirit affect our body? Proverbs 17.22 A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. The word medicine translates as cure. A merry heart does good like a cure, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. The bone marrow is where the immune system is. The white blood cells that fight off diseases are grown in the marrow. If Satan can destroy your white blood cells, he can put everything from allergies to cancer on you. The main leg the unloving spirit stands on is self-pity. Everybody's probably saying, I don't have self-pity. I just have a broken heart. <laughs> don't be fooled. He's the trickiest demon, and about everybody I ever deal with has a spirit of self-pity to some extent. <laughs> self-pity is a super glue from hell that binds your past to the future so you can't function today, and today is where God is. What if is never God's question. Whenever you hear what if in your mind, it's straight from the pit of hell. What if I had done this instead of that? What if I had married him instead of him or her instead of her? What if this had not happened in my life? <clears throat> what if I had different parents? What if is either projected into the future or into your past? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if it doesn't? What if I lose my job? <clears throat> what if my kids fall out of a tree? What if my spouse doesn't come home? <laughs> when what if projection in the future, it's fear. And when it projects into the past, it's self-pity. Whenever I hear what if in my mind, I catch myself immediately because, you know, I've been teaching this 15 years or whatever. <clears throat> Or when I'm talking to people, ministering on the phone, they'll go, well, what if, you know, and I'm like, wait, wait, remember what I taught you that meant? <laughs> oh, okay. God's question is, what now? What are you going to do with the gifts and talents and the abilities that I've given you? <clears throat> God is not in your past, and he's not out there somewhere in your future. He sees you're in from your beginning, but he's in your now. He is right now. Now, he is here to walk you into your future, but when you get there, it'll be your now. <laughs> so he is not out there somewhere. You're not waiting on a God. You have a God, the God, the most high God, the one true living God. Self-pity won't allow you to go into the future God has planned for you. Self-pity will keep you on the same lame road. It will, he will not let you go. I had a uh, guy that I, when I first learned this, I had a guy, I was praying the Lord to show me 
because I got rid of a lot of stuff of feeling bad, you know, and then things would happen, I'd rebuke it, and uh, I started thinking, uh, hey, how you doing? Well, shouldn't you feel bad sometimes, you know? And uh, <laughs> so I was praying and a asking the Lord that for, I don't know, probably a month. And uh, I had this guy that I was in his Bible study, and some weird deal happened with his taxes and he ended up going to court and they had some crazy lawyer that just really screwed him up and uh, he got found guilty and it was three years to 30 years because <laughs> he hadn't paid taxes in so long. And, uh, and what happened was this guy come in and did a seminar. He's a chiropractor and there's this, you can see him on the internet they claim you don't have to pay taxes. They say it came in voluntarily, and if you look it up, it actually did. And they say you can choose not to, but they don't want you to know that. If you just contact the IRS and tell them you don't want to pay taxes, you don't have to. <laughs> and so he started studying, and he finds it in the law. He spent six months. He's real smart. was part of the problem. And uh, so he starts writing letters to the IRS, and they won't respond. And then uh, after a while, he wrote a letter. I, ch I assume from your non-response that... Uh, I don't have to pay taxes, so I'm choosing not to take my name off the system. So he didn't pay taxes, and they waited till it went over 10 years, and it becomes a felony. He called the people. They were like, oh, they can't do that. We'll send you a lawyer down. And this guy was, every motion was, the judge said he'd never seen anything like that in 29 years of being a judge. And uh, the day I was in the courtroom, and uh, he would make motions, and the judge would just be like, I don't know what that means, sir. <laughs> he just, I think he watched TV and had TV motions or something. <laughs> and uh, so the judge gave him a year. And uh, even though it was 3 to 30, because he felt sorry for him because his, his attorney was so bad. Now, he had a six-month-old baby, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And these kids are, and he taught in church. He did deliverance in church. He did a lot of stuff. Kids pray for people. People are getting healed with his kids, and uh, he has this business. He owes a lot of money on brand new house, car. Now he's going to prison. Don't know if he's losing everything. Don't know what's going to happen. And uh, so I go by the next day to tell him uh, how sorry I feel for him. And he's sitting on the couch, about where that chair is, and I'm sitting over here, straight across from him. I'm like. Hey, man, I just want to tell you how bad I feel. And he's like, why do you feel bad? I'm like, and I'm like, because you're going to prison, you know. <laughs> I felt stupid the answer. And, I'm like, and he's like, oh, well, don't feel sorry for me. I've never felt sorry for myself. I wouldn't know how to do that. He goes, you know, last night I felt a little bad because my wife's real upset that I'm not upset. And that was bothering me that she was upset that I'm not upset. But... I don't even know how to feel sorry for myself. Don't feel sorry for me. And I left. I walked out of the house, and I looked up and said, I got it. <laughs> I knew that was my answer. I wanted to see. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Is there anybody in here that wouldn't be upset in that situation and <laughs> feeling sorry for yourself? <laughs> okay. Especially when you thought you were obeying the law. Oh, he said, I thought I was right, but I turned out to be wrong. <laughs> it's like... Okay, now I see how Job did that. Because I used to read Job and I'd go, 
Lord, what do you mean? You brought him a new family and he lived happily ever after. He had to be miserable the rest of his life. What are you talking about? He lost his kids. He lost his wife. You know, but now I understand. All right, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. It's unloving to tell God that he made a mistake. God has never made a mistake. He has a plan for you. He has put a purpose in you that no other person can fulfill. <clears throat> Only you. You have a purpose in God, and he has a plan for your life. God is not about victims. He's about overcomers. Get the victim tag off your head. You're not going anywhere with it. Accusation, accusing spirits come along with self-pity, and they keep you feeling sorry for yourself so that reality goes out the window. Here again, your eternity started with salvation. How blessed do you have to be before we act like it? I'm not discounting what you feel inside, but it's not feeling, a feeling God created in you. We call it depression, but its spirit's name is self-pity. He brings hopelessness and despair along with him. Um, I had a guy that, uh, I gave these testimonies when I taught this in the past, but he, uh, one guy comes by my shop and uh, he's going on, his wife left him and they were taught in church and stuff and uh, she left him two days earlier. He's going on and on and I'm like, Lord, he's in self-pity. What do you want me to do? I can't tell him. He'd punch me in the face. I don't blame him. His wife just left him. And uh, he said, just cast it out. I was like, okay. So he gets done. I'm like, can I pray for you? It's like, okay. And I'm like, just look at my eyes. I'm like, bless him, Lord. Uh, and then right in the middle, self-pity, get out in the name of Jesus. He's like, man, wow, this is unbelievable. I feel good. He came by the next day is good. He came by the next day is good. Then the next day, I can see it when he gets out of the car. He shuts the door and he's moping in. I'm like, here we go. I'm thinking, oh gosh, because self-pity, that's the one that people call you. And when you get off the phone, you got to go to sleep because no matter what you say, they go on and on and on. That's that. And you'll get nowhere with it if they don't want to get rid of it. So he comes in, he's going on, well, she's taking this and she's seeing this guy and she's doing that. And when he got done, I said, do you want to keep that thing? And he walks back and forth for like five minutes. Like self-pity sighs a lot too. If I catch myself sighing, I look real quick. <sighs> Seriously. <laughs> Jason had it bad, okay? I have the same story about him as this guy. And he used to come in my shop. He'd open the door, and I'd hear him up there, and he'd go, <sighs> and because I'd act like I didn't hear him, I'd be behind a car. He'd come down and get by the car. <laughs> drive me nuts and uh, so anyway he's like I guess not I'm like good I'm like self pity get back out of him in the name of Jesus he's like man why do I let that thing do that to me then he ended up divorced and about six months later I was on the phone with him he's like James I'm just not built like you I need a wife God says if you find a wife you find a good thing da 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 I'm just listening. And he talks about some other stuff. He gets ready to go. He says, I'll see you later. Hey, let me pray before you go. He's like, okay. And I'm praying. I said, self-pity, get out of him in Jesus' name. He goes, man, all that feeling of needing a wife just left. 
<laughs> then you have getting married to some lady and divorced like a month later. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and now he's still looking for another one. Like, <laughs> okay. We don't have a right to have self-pity. Self-pity is the defender of a broken heart. Self-pity is a false comforter. Now, the thing I noticed when they taught on this was when I came back and went through the deliverance is it comes along, I always. <laughs> it'll start to bring up bad things in your past, like, oh, you really had it bad, Tom. Your father should have told you he loved you. He should have. <laughs> your kids shouldn't be running off like that. Thank you. But it feels, it, it feels good. I'd notice it coming, and it, it would be almost hard to say no, and I'd be like, you're a demon, even though this feels good, and I'd rebuke it. And about three months went by, and I was like, man, I haven't been depressed. Usually it'd be... <laughs> if I would have entertained it, then when you get all miserable and you can't get rid of it and you're ready to get the gun out, then you're like, uh, it's real hard to get off. But when it comes on with that good feeling, if you rebuke it then, it's pretty easy. The way you know the kingdom of God has come is that Satan is defeated. Jesus said in Matthew twelve twenty eight, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. So let's cast out self-pity. <clears throat> Allow Jesus to heal our broken hearts. Always struggling with yourself is a sign of an unloving spirit. God is into relationships. Satan's into slaves. Our job is to get proactive, not reactive. Let's stop waiting to see what Satan's going to do and try to <clears throat> defend ourselves. Let's get up and command our day. John 4, 18. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. <clears throat> not the needy love of self-pity. Self-pity, see, that love is like, I was actually teaching in the class, uh, I need you. I can't live without you. I mean, <laughs> it's a self-centered, and like if they leave, your broken heart want to kill yourself. That's not godly love. God, I'm glad they call it charity because God's love is a giving love, not a love to get, you know? And we're just all screwed up inside because, you know, you come to know the Lord and you hear love and we've been in that love our whole life. If you could do anything you wanted in life, what would you do? The real you is buried down underneath that other kingdom. I want to encourage you, today is the first day of the rest of your life. You can do anything you want. You're a king's kid. You know, like fear keeps us also from moving into the things God created us to do. It's like we go in America, this job makes more money, we move over to here, we move. And nobody's doing, not nobody, but most people are not doing what they're created to do. And they hate their work. And they're just trying to get through to get retirement. But if you're doing what is down in there, God will bless it. And you won't even... 
you'll just be blessed because you're doing what you're created to do. And I, uh, I had an irrigation business 30 years, and the Lord appeared to me in a dream and said, uh, you need to work on cars. This is what you're created to do. And I was always working on race cars on the weekends for other people. But uh, the old days, they did, you know, what they wanted to do. <laughs> now it's all about go to college, learn something, get a good job. The body of Christ is like a baseball team in a big fight, except we're sitting there beating ourselves in the face instead of the other team. It's time we recognize the enemy and quit listening to unloving spirits and quit reliving the past. Reliving the past would be like trying to pull out and drive home looking in the mirror. Not going to get very far. I had a vision once of a uh, basketball game and this is going to end it, and we'll pray through this if y'all want. And uh, it was the enemy against the Christians, and the stands was heaven, all the saints that went on and the angels. And the Christians were laying on the floor, even though they were glowing, and they were just all beat up by the enemy. And uh, then one of the guys got off the floor and dressed like dressed out and runs up in the stands all excited and that was him basically dying and going up into heaven and he starts talking there's an angel there and the angel is shh he's like, and the guy's like what? he goes the game and he points back to everybody on the floor he's like what about heaven? and he says heaven's set I can tell you what you'll be doing one billion years from now the only thing that is not set is the game and one guy got up and started going, and everybody started jumping up in the stands and screaming, go, 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 all the angels. And he started getting excited, and he's like, can I go back in? And he put his hand on his shoulder and said, I'm sorry, you already had your chance. So do you want to pray through these? or? <laughs> okay. I just feel resistance on some people. <laughs> Do you want to pray through these? We just want to repent or we get manifestations. We have one last time here. First, we'll ask God to show us anyone we need to forgive. And, and I don't want to embarrass you. It's just we want to be serious on this because if you end up manifesting on the floor of something, you're going to be really embarrassed. It's just so if you, anyone that doesn't really want to forgive or doesn't want to do this, don't feel embarrassed to walk out because I'd rather you do that than get embarrassed if you start manifesting. Demons are real. Okay, first off, I'm going to pray. Let's, we got to forgive everyone. 
That gives them legal right, and they'll tell you who you need to forgive when they start talking out of you. Um, So let's just take a minute, close your eyes, and Father, ask you to show everyone in here anyone they need to forgive. In Jesus' name, it's even the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. If you do not, neither will your Father forgive you. Okay, the Lord also says, bless your enemies. And if you're, a lot of times I do that and people, a lot of people start coming to your mind, but as long as you have a yes and when you leave here, God will keep showing you. As long as you don't take it as a, you're not going to forgive someone, then you're okay. But if you're holding on to it, you're liable to manifest. Sorry. (laughs) Um, All right, let's repent. Let's repeat after me. Father, I take responsibility in my generations for these sins I'm about to name. And I renounce them. And I ask forgiveness in my own life for self-bitterness, self-unforgiveness, self-resentment, self-retaliation, self-anger and wrath, Self-hatred, self-violence, self-murder, self-sabotage, self-mutilation, self-annihilation, self-torment, self-consciousness, self-deception, self-doubt, self-unbelief, self-questioning, self-abasement, self-comparison, Self-rejection, self-condemnation, selfishness, self-exaltation, self-pride, self-idolatry, insecurity, anorexia, bulimia, binging, obsessive-compulsive behavior, competition, isolation, loneliness, Lack of confidence, confidence. religious spirit, spirit. false piety, piety. victimization, Victimization. double-minded, attention-getting, excessive talking, talking. need for approval, approval. perfectionism, Perfectionism. envy and jealousy, jealousy. fear, Fear. I and I will, will. rebellion, Rebellion. broken heart, Self-pity and the unloving spirit. And I ask forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, just look at me, and I'm just going to command these to come out. And the, the biggest thing is recognizing anyone that's recognized any of this, that uh, 
when you feel that loneliness. I'll tell you what, anytime I feel like crying, I used to get in deep prayer sometimes, and I really thought it was the Lord. This thing would come where I'd just be crying to the Lord, and when I learned this, <laughs> I was praying, and I, anytime I start to cry, I just check for self-pity, you know? So I'm praying, and I'm like, Lord, forgive me, you know? I, and I was sure it was the Lord, though, but I'm just, because I'm crying, I'm like, I'm just... Uh, checking here you know don't I don't want you to leave but I just self-pity you go <laughs> it's like wham it's like I'm like are you serious is that not you this thing I was feeling thinking it was him and this grieving before the Lord like you know the next time I did it I was praying and it was on me again I was like all right Lord I don't want to make you mad and if this is not you you did not leave <laughs> and I just <laughs> and I rebuked it and this that whole like for 15 years, I was entertaining this thing I thought was this godly presence where I'd be crying, and it was this stupid self-pity thing. <laughs> so <clears throat> I pray for people after family members, ladies crying on the phone, or dad died seven days earlier. And I had done some deliverance with her, so I, I was able to say, hey, sometimes the enemy comes in, and, and wham, she's like, Wow. It's gone. I, I feel good. And uh, so anytime something bad happens, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Something bad happened, but that thing you're feeling is a spirit. And it's the thing that really depresses you with, like I said, makes the neediest, neediness with the loved one. And that's what most marriages are going to see or coming out of these days. <clears throat> so I'm going to pray through these. First off, I just bind the strong man unloving spirit in Jesus' name. <clears throat> and uh, just look at me while I do this. Self-bitterness, self-unforgiveness, self-resentment, self-retaliation, self-anger and wrath, self-hatred, self-violence, self-murder, self-sabotage, self-mutilation, self-annihilation, self-torment come out of every one of these people right now in the name of Jesus. Self-consciousness, self-deception, Self-doubt, self-unbelief, self-questioning, self-abasement, self-comparison, self-rejection, self-condemnation, selfishness, self-exaltation, self-pride, self-idolatry, all insecurities, anorexia, bulimia, binging, obsessive-compulsive behavior, competition, anything making them isolate to be alone, loneliness, lack of confidence, religious spirit, and all mocking spirits come out right now in the name of Jesus. You leave every one of these people. Do not return to them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You come out completely in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Sometimes he shows me things, so I'm just looking okay. I see a little cloud. I just keep looking. <clears throat> Victimization, double-minded, attention-getting, excessive talking, need for approval, perfectionism, envy and jealousy come out of every one of these people right now in the name of Jesus. Every one of you come out in Jesus' name right now. Come out in Jesus' name. Every spirit of infirmity come out in Jesus' name. Fear, I and I will, rebellion, broken heart, and self-pity come out of every one of these people in the name of Jesus. 
that really destroys your immune system. People that are real allergic to things, it's self-pity is a big stronghold and all uh, multiple chemical sensitivity, if you're familiar with that. <clears throat> Strong man, unloving spirit, you and in any underling left, I command you to come out of every one of these people right now. Do not return in the name of Jesus. I release peace and joy into every one of you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless y'all, and that's all I have there. Thank you for listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.